Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. Hey Matt, I just got one question. What would life be like if we grew up in quarantine? Wow. Hmm. If I was stuck at home with my parents nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I like see, that's hard for me though, because uh but I mean and I didn't even mean to like, you know, say it in a way where I was throwing shade on my parents. My parents were like real fun and you know, they I mean they were cool to be around, but quarantine is a whole nother world, you know. It's just <laughs> right. I mean I wonder what my kids feel like being stuck around me all day, you know? Right. And I was that kid, like, I was the only child, so it's not like I had, you know, playmates in the house. So I was, like, my quarantine was somewhat of a quarantine growing up, so that's why I'm kind of like, eh, it wouldn't be that bad. But at the end of the day, I also made very close friends because I didn't have any siblings, and I would probably mm. drive myself crazy if I couldn't see those friends. That's, that's a just good me. point. Yeah, that's a good point. What about you, Tori? I don't think you can just answer that question because it's, <laughs> you know, me on the analytical one of the, of the group. It depends on so many things, like how long the quarantine lasted, how old I am at that particular time. <laughs> um, am I, you know, I I have five siblings. So it's, am it's I like, five me, or like, 17? <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right, right. So it's like, to me, I, I have all these other questions before I can really get to it. Answer. Okay, um, so check this I out. Think let me, put a cave- can, Let me put a caveat in there, it. Tori. Let me put a caveat in there for you, Tori. High school years. Ooh, High school whoa, years, nah, quarantine. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. We got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got a, oh, we got a problem. It at all. That was not the business. I couldn't do it at all. I ain't even going to say hell no. I, I, I would have drove myself crazy. Oh my parents gosh. probably would have drove them. I would have went home. Forget that. I'm out. Probably. I'm gone. Probably. <laughs> I'd have been no, rebellious. I, can, I, I can imagine it's so hard for those who I, I I feel like the high school years would have been challenging, but what would have been most challenging about the high school years if you were the individual that just hit that driving age and you had just got a taste and you yeah. got a, and you and you just got a taste of driving. So not not oh, the person yeah. that was like yeah. oh like a you know a month a month or two down the line I'm gonna be able to drive, but the person that was. You know, the holiday season of 2019 started driving. So they had gotten in a, you know, two, three, four months in the new year. Like, oh, this is great. I'm getting to go places. I got a curfew, got all that. And then now yep. you just like yep. stay at home. It's like a perpetual being right. yeah. grounded. Right. I got right, my license. Right. As soon as I could get my license, I would have gone crazy if I couldn't move around that town. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Shout out to Snellville, mm-hmm. Georgia. Where everybody, somebody, wasn't nobody, anybody in that thing. But you know, it's all good. Like it was, it was still high school area for me. And like I said, I was the only child, bro. Like I, my life depended on me being able to connect with my friends. I would have gone. But crazy. you know, but I, and I think that's the point about it. You know, those years, those are your social years. I think from like high mm-hmm. school to college, those are where you're really socially engaging. So right. for those particular individuals, I think it's it's I wouldn't have been able to do it. And I think for those particular individuals now it is very hard because so much of your identity at that age group is about being social and going out. So right. I, I don't think I would have been able to make it either, man. Bro, I think about I think about, like, I think about were, my little like 
Oh, go ahead, Mo. Nah, my bad, JD. I was just nah, I was just saying, let's keep it funky too. Like, think about how much you're missing, dog. Like, for one, I mean, if for I'm sure most of us probably worked at a certain age in our in our teen years, so you're missing out on your money. You're missing mm-hmm. out on girls. Let's keep it funky. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? You're missing out on your homies, video games, sports games, uh, going to play ball, parties. Oh All my man, look, crazy. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was um I was just thinking about my little sister, man. My little sister, a freshman in college, and this hit for her, basically, you know, this um her second semester of her freshman year. So she got a taste of freedom, like you know, dorm room situation. You got your own space, your own little apartment, whatever. Because they they situation that uh, where she go to school that was very similar to ours. Like, you know, you got your own room, you sharing the bathroom, you and you know, you sharing the living room space. In the kitchen, but you got your own space, real space. So she went from that to now she's back home at my parents' house. So it's kind of like she's dealing with that, that that struggle man. of like, oh man, I'm I'm 19. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my I'm on my own to <laughs> and I got and I got a car. I'm on my own and I got a car to now I'm back at my mom and dad crib, and I can't really go outside and move around like I want to. <laughs> I'm pray for. Her. Wow. Yo, but it's it's interesting though. I mean, that that's I mean that's challenging, and I know we would have had some real issues with that. But I'm often, you know, me kind of like what Tori is saying, analytical. I'm also that person that feel like I'm an old soul, so I'm always thinking about <laughs> what is it about us that we tripping over like less than barely maybe two months when you got, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like Anne Frank who spent her whole childhood in an attic, right? And that's on that piece. But then you have like, once again, when you know, what I mean, I'm keeping it. I mean, you know, then you yeah, got yeah. Then you got folks who were at some point in in history like slaves, and they were really under oppression, and they were other situations. I mean, like, I I don't know. I see like everything that's out here, the narrative around how people how people are so restless, and oh my god, it's so terrible. And then I'm just like, it's it's really not that bad. I don't know. Maybe Let I'm me different. Help you with that. Let me, no, Let me no, help no. you with that, Chris. We we not built for that, bro. Like we we <laughs> we aren't threat level like resistance built, bro. Like this is we talking about America's Americans, you know, like us. I mean, we were you know early millennials, bro. We're not wired like that, bro. We are wired to have convenience, to be around people, to have things at our fingertips at our own will. We would not make it in those, bro. Times, but bro. what you're saying is well, we're basically well, not a resilient people then, in in a, a resilient. I mean, you know, Uh-oh. look, I'm, I, I, I kind of feel like at the end of the day, then what that speaks to <laughs> is then when you when you're looking at uh, the survival of the fittest, when you're talking about self-preservation and when you're talking about like, once again, literally resilience towards things. I mean, we can take this on a literal side or we can take this even from like a biological in terms of like a health resistance to something like this. If that is the case, then that means we're not we're not deemed good enough to kind of keep going forward then. Because like mm. I think human nature, we're kind of we're kind of wired to try to be like to try to survive. But once again, if we've gotten to a place where we just are so comfortable with all these creature comforts, I don't know, bro. I feel like I feel like something's kind of wrong with that. I don't know. That's well, just Chris, me. You know, I mean, Chris, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I actually agree with you, Chris. I, I, you know, right now in my stage of life, it's not bad to me. I mean, it, I'm okay. You know, I'm more of a homebody now. You know, in, in, in my stage of life now, so to me, it's not that bad. And back to your point, if push came to shove, 
I've grown my own fruits and vegetables before. You know, yeah. I, I know how to survive. So, look, we got them herbs on the patio right, right now. Got, well, I, I, I got the garden in the backyard while y'all playing around. Now, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I, I really do. You for real, dog? What you growing? I got tomatoes. I got basil. I got green onions, bell peppers. Hey, listen. Rosemary, hey, I'm glad you live down the street, spinach. y'all. Let me come pick up hey, a few things, dog. We're going to need, we need some farmer's market. We're going to need some photo proof of that. All right, for sure. All right. I, I got y'all. Y'all can see the garden. The garden The garden is, is looking, it, I mean, well, to be clear, it's in pots. Now, I ain't got nothing in the ground, but still, it's a garden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so all you, good. Yeah, we ain't talking about no stock photos. You planting seeds, brother, so that the produce, so that the, the benefits will come. <laughs> oh, oh, I see you up there. You're preaching now, son. You're preaching. <laughs> I got inspired by that young fella that went crazy on his mama because she wanted him to continue his homework. Right. Bro. Right. Said, brother, I don't need to do brother get... work because God is doing a work in me. Work in me. Man. That was that, a word. Well, that made me think when he said that. I was like, somebody need to hear that, Lord. Somebody need to hear that. Hey, I saw that. I was like, hold on. What am I looking at? Because I, I was confused. I didn't know if he was, you know, why that was happening. I was like, dang, little man, don't call, he don't call it the spirit. And then I caught on that he would cut. He want to do no homework. <laughs> he had me rolling though, bro. But you, you know, know but that points to the re- that points to the resiliency and the creativity that we as a people do have. Mm-hmm. And so you know, to follow along to what Chris's point, that shows that you know we adapt to the situation. Now it might not be comfortable to us, but at the end of the day, we adapt. You know, you know, it, it's about adapt adapting to survival, you know, and things of that nature. So yeah. I, I don't, I, I tend to agree with Chris. It's not as bad as people make it out to. Don't get me wrong; it is a, a hindrance, it is a, 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 a agitation, but yeah. it's not something that you we can't overcome. You know. No, but I, I, hear, I think I actually that. to that same point though, I think to that point when we were talking about the little the 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 little the little uh, dude who was kind of joking doing like the sermon thing. I feel like what's interesting about that is, is like he was. I think it was his mother that he was actually spending some time with. And imagine in this quarantine, take yourself back to when you were in high school or even younger or whatever, and had to spend all this time with your parents. What would that have yeah. been like? I mean, honestly, what would that have really been like? To because I mean, I think what we're also seeing, and I, I really would love to get this from y'all because y'all have young children, so I know that this may be it's, this hits home. But when you think about how the average individual doesn't spend this much time with their family ever, really, right? And so no, for, for, for almost two months, it has been a 24-7 incubation uh, period for everybody to be around <laughs> each other. There's right. got to be, I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of conversations, the amount of like dinner table conversations or like morning, you know, breakfast conversations, lunch, midday conversation. I mean... I almost feel like there, there's something pure about that. Well, I mean, what, what are y'all, what's y'all thoughts? Yeah, I feel like it's absolutely pure and, and it's pure in madness. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there, but there's something that is pure about the madness. Cause I mean, if you, if you really look at it, like, and I mean, you know, most of us have had conversations with our coworkers vir- virtually during this time and all that. And for the most part, anybody with kids is probably experiencing to some degree a madness, like in a sense, like their kids are experiencing madness because they're stuck in the house. They're Mm -hmm. stuck on a computer, being forced to do work that they don't even care about. 
you know, and they they already getting a passing grade from the teacher anyway because all these grades getting curved, you know, straight up. Like, <laughs> like there no yeah, child left behind during the pandemic, this time. bro. No, bro. I, exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You can you can threaten them. You can threaten them, but I mean they gonna you know they can do makeup work until, until the end of summer. Like literally, that's that's the rule in a lot of places right now. Um, so none of these kids are getting left behind because of this. And at the same time, you got a parent who's trying to help them manage their work while working a full time job from home, while being a full time parent, you know, while being like like and let's just break let's break down the roads too. Like as a husband, now you've probably become a full time repairman because now you ain't got no excuses to tell your wife why you hadn't done that, you know, <laughs> right, that project in the backyard. You are to it. I feel like you're talking <laughs> directly to me, Mo. Like you got a bone to pick with oh. me, bro, because you just described my life right now. Like what's like what's really bro, going on, bro? Listen. Man, your man, boy look, don't man, restore. I, I don't restore tables. I don't restore table sets, <laughs> outdoor patio furniture, and paint it, sand it down. I don't got a, the garden going, bro. It's like, and like you said, there's no excuse because there's no sports. Cause we home. We home. It's like you ain't got nothing else to do, fam. Like just go ahead and do what you need to do. And truth be told. We really starting to enjoy that because we need that break, and that's really the only break that we have is to to basically do work around the house. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, no, for that, sure. That 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 is what it is, man. But then, what about that parent that's like, um, you know, like they're usually that parent that's up at the school defending their problem child, who's always getting <laughs> in trouble with the teacher. And now they are literally stuck at home with that problem child. So they seeing for real, like what the teachers are actually going through. That's the beauty of it though. That's the beauty though, Marlon. I love that you brought that up because that's what this whole, I mean, I keep coming back to this, like I'm some like sage or, you know, someone that's, you know, in the future, like think about that and like in the past and use that as an opportunity to grow and learn. But uh, honestly, this is what this has all been for me and, and Crystal in our household and in family is a real moment for crystal clear clarity and perspective because now to that same end that mother and or father that was kind of up at school always defending their child and now they have to experience it i'm sure they now can see okay we're gonna have to address some things we're gonna have to figure out some things and now i respect what a lot of those teachers were having to deal with and we're gonna maybe maybe need to address some of that and that's what i really hope a lot of people are getting out of this stay at home with covid is like no use this time for I mean that's that sounds good, bro. But like to be honest with you, the parents that got bad kids know their kids bad. They know that. They know it when they they know when they send their kids off to school that they bad. They they know that. That that's not a um. And like I hear what you say at the school, but that's why they want to keep the kids at the school. Absolutely, Mo. Like they know their kids bad, and so what happens is. The only reason why they keep coming up to the school is because their kid is so bad that they coming home lying on the teacher. And now the mom or <laughs> uh, the dad got to go up there, and now they, they going up there, and they, they saying this and saying that, and the teacher looking at you like, no, your son just always getting in trouble all the time. Like, and, and they know, bro. Like, they know, you know when you got a bad kid. Ain't no explanation for, for it. Any of our, for any of our non, for any of our non-black listeners, this is almost cardinal sin number one when you're when you a black child. Don't you ever put your parents in a situation where you where they where they out here defending you and you lying you lying ooh, on them like you know you got them out ooh, there looking silly ooh, right ooh. right <laughs> facts have, have that been facts. any of y'all before <laughs> man look <laughs> uh-oh. and listen I mean, and listen uh, let me 
<laughs> Let me say this too. And, and if you got a whooping, if, if that child's getting a whooping when they come home, Karen, mind your business. All right. That's that's how black homes roll. It's just let us do our thing. Hey, I got a lot. Hey, that's that a whole other there. conversation, man. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, we gonna speak on that another day, man. That corporal punishment. I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. I get it. You know, oh, I get I know. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I whole other conversation. But no, for real, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I, I definitely, I definitely had that situation. I had. I was I wasn't I was a well behaved student, but you know, just in any growing pains that you have growing up, I remember one very specific moment that I got um in trouble. I mean, when I reflect on this now, I know that there was probably another element of this because I'm a I was a young black boy in a predominantly white community at a white school and I was I mean, once again, one of a few and I got in trouble for what they call PDA in the hallway. Public display of affection. And we were kissing at our locker. I'll never forget this. It was like seventh grade. Um, And I got written up for it. Now, written up, as you know, is like all these things are so punitive and you feel bad. You're like, oh, my God, the worst things. But when in the grand scheme of things, they don't really mean nothing. But I got written up. And so then I had to come home and explain that, right? Because, you know, some some schools, they'll either give you a little piece of paper that you got written up or some actually call your parents and say, like, oh, you know. Christopher got locked, you know, whatever, not locked up, man, look, look at me going there. Like Christopher got in trouble or whatever. And so the, 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 uh, the, the former happened, um, where it was just a piece of paper that I had to show and get signed so that they acknowledged that, you know, my parents are aware of it. And <laughs> I came home and told my parents, you know, Hey, this is what happened. And I remember my mom was so mad because I had, I had a girlfriend at the time of another persuasion. Let's put it that way. Um, and so, like, for her, it was a very crystal clear, real, in what I now probably feel was like a, almost an Emmett Till type of thing. Like, a you don't like don't get caught out there like that. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I kind of, like, didn't relay the message the right way and didn't really tell the truth. And then when she called and got more information on it, I kind of didn't tell all of the facts. Um, uh. And that was not a good thing. So... Yo, yo, you just, you, so, so you just really made me think about like, even to go back to the question that you asked, like, what would it be like to be at home? Honestly, it would be extremely revealing in so mm-hmm. many different ways. And, and, it, and, and that's kind of probably what people are experiencing now, because here's the reality. When you're stuck in the house with somebody, the real you can't hide, not for long anyway, or at least Put it like this. You're going to have to work a lot harder mm-hmm. to hide, you know, and that goes from a from a child's perspective, but also like from an adult's. Right. So because straight up, like, let's keep it real. Like as a as an adult right now at home with my kids in frustration moments, you know, and whatever that looks like for anybody in their home, like I don't have that place to just like get in the car and go to anymore or, you know, what I'm saying like I can't just like. I don't have that outlet. And so anything that I have to wrestle through has to be done at home. And nine times out of 10 is being done in front of somebody. If your kids are in, you know, sleep, you're usually doing it in front of your spouse. Or if there was a certain action or, you know, habit or whatever it is that you do, that's outside of the home, that's gone. So, you know, now, now what is it, you know? And, and the reality is like, if you're a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, and if you're the angel that, that you are, at least you have your parents fooled thinking you're the angel. Well, guess what? Like now they see your habits. Now they see that. Oh, so you really like to stay up, you know, late at night, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, taking on the phone, you know, with these girls or 
you know, girls on the instant message with the guys or, you know, trying to, you know, film TikTok videos. And then and now you're doing some little, you know, dance and mama looking at you like, where, who, how you learn how to shake your hips like that, little girl? You know, you know, my point is this time is extremely revealing and and people are going to have to bump up against some stuff and, and really see the truth come out of a lot of people. Hey, that, that's a good point right there, yeah. bro. Like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's yeah. I know. I didn't, I've never thought about that either. But that's, I mean, but see, I think, hey, I know, J.D., you were saying, nah, to the point that I was making. But I think, Mo, your point is actually that provided, I mean, that's clarity, right? You bring, you bring in some clarity and some perspective to revealing who the real you is in the midst of COVID. Because I think, I quite honestly, if you could survey, I bet you that that's like, a lot of things people are contemplating, like, I did not know my son was like that. I didn't know my daughter was mm-hmm. like that. Or like, mm-hmm. I didn't know my parents were like that. Or I didn't know, you know, like, I, I can only imagine that there are some things that have been revealed during COVID that is going to change dynamics going forward. And I think that that's also a critical piece to this conversation. I mean, you know, like, Tori, right? Like, you, you know, you work for the city. I mean, you know, like you've fortunately been having, you know, the, the ability to work from home and sometimes may have to go in the office or anything. But like, what does that look like now that you have twins, new twins, and you've been able to spend that mm. time? And then, you know, like what what is Tasha? What does she say when it gets back to whatever normal that is? And it's like, nope, got to get back to what we do. Do you go back to doing what you were doing? Do you now go back to the city of Atlanta and say, no, nah, this is what I kind of expect? Because once again, we know now that we can work from home. Like, how does that really look? Well, I, I think I think it's still too early to 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 really say. Um, uh, but that are, that is some of the questions that we're struggling with, you know, because one, we don't know when to, when we're getting back to normal anyway. So you know, if you listen to a lot of yep. the experts, you know, we're probably three to six months away anyway. So I, I couldn't even tell you what, if not longer, right? So I can't even begin to 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 tell you what that would look like. But now, what I will say is that. Because my daughters are so young, this time that I am able to invest into them when I originally would have been at work or or whatever, I think is invaluable. And so I think Mm -hmm. from a long-term perspective, this is going to have a, hopefully from my perspective, have a tremendous impact, not not only on our relationship, but on their growth as as beautiful black women as well. So Mm -hmm. I, I look at it from that perspective, and it's something that I will, you know, as I move forward, I hope I can continue to at least balance that out to where I am present, um, not just for them, but also for my wife, you know? Mm. Uh, and so that's one of the things that I am learning that, you know, I can be present as a father, as a husband and as a, as a boss, as people like to say, um, Mm -hmm. and they can coexist, but also the environment has to be conducive for it to exist. So that's one of the things now that as we go back, you know, we do talk about, hey, we telework for however many months once this is over. That needs to be an option going forward to where we still can. Maybe not a, maybe not 100% of the time, but that still needs to be an option to as an alternative work schedule type thing. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I am with it now. And if they can't meet it, then there's another decision I have to make from a family perspective. Yep, from a family perspective. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to that, man. Yeah. But JD, well, I, JD, I, mean, I feel that one percent. I knew you was gonna have something to say. I knew you was gonna yeah. have something to say. <laughs> no, I feel that, bro, because like I'm at the point now where, and, and honestly, I work better in a remote environment as far as just workload 
because like I, and, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, but I'm the type that like to get my work done and, and not have to be bothered by distractions or whatever. But I think honestly, and we've we've said this as well, you can't come with that excuse anymore that you can't work remote, like because we did it. Mm-hmm. Like we held we held this company down for you for three to however long, you know, however many months is, is going to be, you can't say that we can't work from home anymore. Like, I like what Twitter did. Their CEO said, like, look, my employees can work as long as they want to, you know, re- remotely. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. And I think companies going forward, they're going to have to readjust that model, man. I, I think it's going to be personally something where I don't think everybody, they're going to say that you, you um, have the, option to work 100% remote, but I think they're going to do like Tori was saying, like, hey, two or three days in the office, the rest of the days work remotely. You know what I mean? And and I think that's helpful, bro, because being able to spend that type of time with your family where you normally wouldn't get an opportunity to spend that type of time with your family, like, bro, I legit wake up every morning, wake my daughters up every morning. Like every morning they see mm-hmm. their daddy face. That's a beautiful you know what I'm thing, saying? man. And that's a beautiful thing. Yep. They didn't get a chance to get that every time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I think oh, we in point. we in for it, bro. Mm. No, I think I think you you are right on the money with it, man. I think um now I will say that some of the jobs, unfortunately, are gonna be in that that old um posture of you know, telework is a is a privilege. It's not. Yep. It's not a necessity. So <laughs> get your behind um, back in this office, <laughs> right? So so, <laughs> and, and and unfortunately, they have the leverage of it. And you know, yeah. because one, if you look at the unemployment rate, there are going to be plenty of people that want a job. So you're going to have to be very careful of how you right. approach the situation. That's a good point. Too. Um, that's fair. That's a fair point. If if, if that if that is the case, so you know, but but to your point, this has shown that you can continue to operate a business teleworking. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There's certain jobs. Yeah. Right. There's certain jobs that you can't do it. You know, there's certain yeah. people that I have to send into work, you know, or that has to go into the office because you just can't do it any other way, but actually physically there. Um, but you know, that, that, that's neither here nor there, but you also take that job knowing that that's a possibility as well. Right. Okay. Right, so right. let me, this is this is the Black Men Think podcast, guys. Uh, let me throw something out there to Black men. How do you prepare your home for a shift in that expectation? Because the reality is, this has become the normal. Like I, I know for a fact, I've been sitting in my house for nine weeks. Like seeing my, you know, everything you guys are saying is absolutely true. Waking up, being right there for my kids. I have very young kids, just like you, JD, just like you, Tori. I'm home with my wife, just like you, Chris. You know, there are there are golden moments that you have not been able to experience because of the hustle and bustle that we tend to find ourselves in. At some point, I I guess in an ideal world and clearly as you know, this uh, money driven world is they're going to be driving us back to, quote unquote, normal as quickly as possible. How do you manage the expectation that is now for you to be there? At home, because that's a whole nother conversation we haven't had. Like, for instance, Mm. you know, for those of us at home with our spouse who maybe our spouse is the one that's typically, you know, the main caregiver. If we are 
you know, those who are in the office or away from home or working or so on and so forth, grinding, whatever that looks like. And maybe it's vice versa. Maybe it's the wife that's in the home that's that's working or, or the wife that is kind of thrown off being at home and now having to work from home. And the husband has become the caregiver of the children. I have a friend that's like that now, you know, but how do you get your family prepared for what's potentially coming, which would disrupt the beauty that you have now? Your kids are looking at you like daddy's supposed to be there every day now. Your wife is looking at you like, man, you've, it's been a dream having you home. You're here with me. You're, you're, you're supporting us. You're doing so many wonderful things in the home. You're just here, and it's, it's so, ma- so amazing having you home. But when that disappears, or, or does it disappear? I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, what do you do with that? I mean, that's yeah, real. Bro. You have to have those open conversations. You yes, know, you have to have those conversations. Uh, that's where this is going to come down to it, you know, um, I was going to say in regards to my kids, my kids are young enough to where, you know, that's still, it, it, it still can work out. You know, they're only 15 months old. So, you know, yeah. yes, they might not notice them there, but you got to remember, I also, you know, my situation is a little bit different. We also still have a nanny because during the days that me, that I work and my wife work and she's not off, we still have our nanny that, you know, takes care of them for the, the bulk of the day. Now, do I come out and say, hey, did my wife come out and say, yeah, we interact with them still, but they we still try to keep it structured to where even when we go back to work that they're still in their routine, right? But now when hey, it comes God, to... God, but Tori, God is good. Y'all got a nanny. Everybody ain't got no nanny, though. So what does that look like <laughs> right. when people ain't got a nanny, right, right. you know? Cause I'm, I'm listening to Tori saying like, bro, you, some you of us... privileged at the mug over here talking about a nanny. I'm sitting here <laughs> with these kids working. <laughs> hey, like we said, God is good. That's what it. That's what it is. Ma- Mama, I made it. God is good. God Mama, is good. I made it. Hey, Amen, yeah, that you, bro. Yeah, but it's, I think I think the same principles still apply though. You still it still starts with conversation. Yeah. Um, maybe not with your five year old. With kids, it's a little bit different, you know. But also. Kids are probably the most resilient <laughs> of, yeah, of, of the that. human being race anyway. So they're about yes and no though. Quicker. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because I, I feel like kids don't have a choice half the time, which is why they are perceived as resilient. But the mm. reality is like the effects, the effects of it go deep regardless. Like, bro, I can't imagine. Like, like for instance, I got a one year old son, right? I have never in my in my you know history of having children, which my oldest is five, on her way to six in a couple months. I have not been home nonstop with any of them, but my one-year-old is used to seeing daddy at home nonstop now. Now, now, all I can hope for is that he's young enough to somewhat forget, you know, but the reality <laughs> is like, you know, straight up, you know, and, no, and I'm just I'm being real, like, you. you know, but at, but at the end of the day, my kids have gotten used to seeing daddy at home. They know what it means, what it means when daddy's upstairs working, you know, like my son will pop upstairs, daddy, what you doing? Hey, I'm taking a call. I'm on the phone. Yada, yada. And I always try to make time to like, you know, talk to them and pull them in. Like, even if I'm, I'm on a virtual call, like I'll pull them onto the camera, like hug them and kiss them, turn my microphone off. And, you know, usually people are like, oh, look at this son, yada, yada. But my, my point is, they are used to seeing me at home. Yeah. Now, I'm not the CEO of my company. And if my CEO says, I need you here day in, day out, blah, 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 guess what? I got to go to work. Yeah. And, and, and yes, I can push back and, and all this, but at the end of the day, I have to go to work. How do I prepare my children for that reality? But so I think, I think but let's let, let's take a look at it. I'm aiming to cut you off, Chris, but let's take a look at it on the flip side. Because by that same reaction, it's the same thing when you send your kids off to school when they've 
mm, accustomed to being home. So it, you, they point. still they they're gonna have to learn it. You know, yeah, so I yeah, think one of the things about it, you don't have, so you can't be afraid. Yeah, you can't be afraid yeah, of it. It's because the thing about it is, at in the initial beginning, there's always going to be some discomfort. But over time, it, you know, that's where that's why they say is that you know kids are a little bit more resilient. One because over time they forget things a lot quicker than adults do. Adults hold grudges and everything a lot longer than kids. Kids most times they bounce back and they on to the next thing. So I think you have to look at it from that perspective that it's just a new phase in your life. But what you should be hoping for is that these moments that you have with your son now will have that lasting impact that, they, that when uh, he doesn't see daddy as much and daddy is going to work, he still have those he moments. Understands. That can, yeah. That, that, but see, this is, but, that, but that's a good point. That's the reference that I was actually going to go because I remember we already had an episode like to pick up your phone. Like when's the last time you had a real conversation with your father? I just feel to the same point you're saying, Tori, it's actually truly just about communication. And I know that at times that in our community, particularly like the, the black community, there's just a lot of unspoken of like, yo, we tough, we're resilient, get over it, you know what I mean, you know, man up, you know, all that type of stuff that I feel like we actually are just going to now have to have a little more intentionality around the communication when this gets back to whatever semblance of normalcy or what it looks like post-COVID. And, and what I think that looks like is I reflect on growing up where my father actually wasn't around a lot simply because he was in the Navy, he was in the military. Um, so we moved to Georgia and it was understood that like we were going to be situated there. He decided that we wouldn't move around all these places, but he would be the one that would go and live in Mayport and Jacksonville and ship off and all that type of stuff and then come back and we would be stable. But I remember very vividly the moments of like, where is my dad at? But my mom made it to where like you didn't really pick up on it until these like glaring moments where you're just like, oh, okay, I don't have like my father around. And then when he would come around, he would try to like overcompensate. And then that's where we would have like some real, real tense type of moments because I'm like, yo, who is this cat coming here aggressive and telling me I can't do this, can't say that, can't go there and like all that type of stuff. So I just think, and I, and, and once again, I'm not saying that they're the exact same. I guess I'm only saying in that example, had it not been explained that like, all right, your father is in the military. This is what comes with the military. He's not going to be around. And then when he comes around, this is what it is. I think that understanding was better because I had that, that, that context. So I think most of your point when it, Hey, Hey, you know, Jacob, let me sit you down. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, and or any of point. your children, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, that daddy, daddy is going to have to go back, you know, like, Hey, you know, yeah. that toy that you love, you know, daddy's job allowed for you to get that toy. Like, you know what I mean? Like something that is <laughs> yeah. relatable in a way yeah. that I believe truly kids store things. I mean, once again, we that's, often that's on wisdom. this podcast, we reflect on things that happen as children that half the time our parents are like, man, I don't even think I even realized it. I mean, my mom told me she's heard some things that I've spoken about on this podcast that she just didn't literally know and or remember. Same thing my so, parents said, yeah. Exactly. So what I'm saying is it's like to the degree at which you say something like that and make it relatable, I feel like that's how it becomes a comfort and a, and a to Tori's point of resiliency around it. No, that's, that's yeah. wisdom. That's good. Yeah. That, that, that's solid, man. I mean, I, I'm sitting back listening, man, and just trying to figure that out because my situation is the girls are literally with me for the bulk of the day. You know what I'm saying? And so at least Tuesday through Friday, they're, they're with me. You know, hand in hand while I'm working, they're sitting next to me looking and 
trying to either get my attention or, or doing something on their own. But for the most part, they're, they're with me. And once I'm off from work, it's not like I'm leaving the crib. So <laughs> I finish work and it's on to doing, especially these, like, so these past two weeks, I, um, you know, it, it was Mother's Day. So I, I tried to go to extra mile and like, I, so I, I told my wife, I was like, hey, babe, I don't want you to do anything you know, for a week, and then we I extended it to, to two weeks, so I'm legit, like, you know, watching the kids during the daytime while I'm working, get off of work, cooking, washing clothes, like, doing every chore that there is known to man, like, everything, and, you know, to give her that, that time, that much-needed time for her to have, like, to herself, and it's like, bro, like, I legit be exhausted by, like, 9, 10 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you for had, real. Yeah. Bro, All like, for real. All our women listening is like, and? <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> right. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, like ladies, like, I, I hear y'all understand what y'all are doing. That, that, that's, that's real. And, and I don't take that for granted at all. But, you know, still, even exhausted at, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, the expectation is, okay, now go ahead and start working on the things that you got to work on. And then get up yeah. tomorrow and do the same thing all over again, right? And so, when it does come to that time, if it does, you know, come to that time where we have to go back to work, I think my girls are gonna feel it because they're so used to seeing me now at this point. Like, I mean, we legit every day with it, and you know, I know that they're gonna take a, a bit of a. It's gonna be different, and so that conversation, man. While my girls are young. You know, Jade is at that point where she has a real personality and she's very opinionated to be a two-year-old. But <laughs> she's going to realize that, like, oh, That's funny. like, what daddy at? Like, even now, like, she'll wake up and, and you know, if my wife going to work, she'll be like, where mommy at? And she'll keep asking, like, well, and then I tell her, oh, mommy, mommy at work. She'll be like, oh, she at work. Well, when's she coming back? Like, these questions are... <laughs> circulating you know what i'm saying and so i can only imagine how it is because i haven't been absent you know what i mean like that wow. there's no mm. i haven't been i've been yeah. super present even to the point like if, if when my wife come home and, and like kind of take over with the kids and i do like my last hour or so of work when she hears my door open she's running like daddy daddy dad like she's that one hour That's away nice. break she's like so happy to see me so i can only imagine what that's going to look like when i'm you know going for a 10-hour day you know what i'm saying so yeah man that that, that's going to be tough is is the 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 appreciation that you're going to have coming back to them is oh yeah different too 100 for me i mean you know i mean those days where you know you're lingering in the office and you're trying to finish up a few tasks like i feel like after this man i'm gonna be rushing to get home you know like like, man, forget this. This could wait till tomorrow. Like, I want to see my family, you know? Hmm. Um, and, that, hmm. and and it's not that I didn't have that desire before, but now there's just a deeper value in what's at home, right. you know, and who's at home. Like, like my, my wife, my kids, like these, like, I think more than ever, and, and I hope this is the case for people, and I'm sure there's going to have to be some people that are bumping up against this, but more than ever, like, I hope that what's become most valuable in life exists at home, you know, like yep. that's and, and that's not in things. That's that's in the people that are around you. 
So I mean, it's just it's gonna be interesting, man. That first day back, you know, it, it's got to look different from what it from what it was before. I think for right. a lot of people, for me personally, I know that's one of my personal things. Is like I can't go back to how it was, and you know, there's gonna have to be some there's got to be some changes at the end of the day. And right. and probably a lot of those changes are going to have to happen inside of me as opposed to like externally. Cause I can't control some things externally, but what I can't control is myself. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. That's real, bro. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say to that other than like, um, you know, don't, <laughs> that, that type of change, bro. Like I, I, I think we, we've summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> we pretty, we summed hey, it up, bro. To your point, JD, we summed it up. Change, change, and yeah, bro. Change is inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's it's inevitable, and I think that that's what this is. I mean, it's a hard pause and reset, or any of those types of metaphorical and or literal things. Um, but I think we just need to know that this is a time that we got to take advantage of, and just allow it to guide what the future looks like. So mm-hmm. now, to yeah. your point, Mo, right, like, value what's at home a little more. Value that time that you get to spend. I mean, like, look, I've been on Zoom calls with my family, and we were just joking the other night, like, why didn't we ever literally do Zoom calls as a family before COVID? Right. And that's yeah. such a simple question that has so much profound kind of contemplation of, like, why didn't we do that? And it existed yeah. before. So... I just think, well, you know, so now what we know is, is like, that's how we're going to cut. We're going to keep moving forward like that. We're going to keep doing when we want to have family prayer call or family check-ins or like Saturdays, we doing family workouts. That's now baked into how we interact with each other going forward, period. So I think that that's also what, what this opportunity has provided. And and, and I think that that's what we can take with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a dope black thought, man. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, why didn't we do this before? <laughs> why didn't we yeah. do this before? <laughs> Definitely it, man. Well, look, bro, make sure y'all subscribe, rate, review uh, the podcast, man. Tell a friend and tell a friend. Um, but share, just share it, man, bro. Like, we, we we doing something unique for the culture, bro. And the only way we get uh, these conversations out is that you tell somebody about it. So just, just do that. That's it. It's, it's very simple, man. Just tell somebody. The Black Black Men Men Think Think Podcast. Podcast.